The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, Black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say the big guys can't goodness. dribble, right? How did he do that? Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky puts it on the deck, drives in, oh! and it's in! <laughs> Finky slams it in! There's the Kenny Kenny's battle drive! Exactly! <laughs> Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And good Saturday morning. I'm Michael Kaiser in for Scott Beatty on this Saturday morning as the Illini get ready in just under an hour and a half to take on the Michigan Wolverines up at the Chrysler Center in Ann Arbor. Illini so far this season are 10-6, and 0-3 in Big Ten play. The Wolverines 13-3, 2-1 in the Big Ten. The Illini trying to avoid an 0-4 start in conference play. Not a situation they want to be in, but a similar place the last uh, six years here. The series, all-time series between the two teams, Illinois leads it 87-83. to Michigan, however, has won the last two games in this series. Michigan's also won four in a row up in Ann Arbor. The, team met, the team's met three times last year. The Illini got the win pretty easily here in Champaign uh, in the white-collar game, if you will, from Maverick Morgan, the comment that uh, got Michigan going apparently. Then Illinois lost up in Ann Arbor, 66-57, and then in the Big Ten tournament, not even a contest, 75-55, the Wolverines. So the Wolverines took the season series last year, 2-1. to one. It's the first meeting between the two teams this year. Lauren Tate joins me in studio on Fighting Illini Game Day. Lauren, good morning. Good morning. I've been here uh, for the last hour and a half or so. This is kind of a, a, an important game. I see the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist. You want to try to find some momentum in conference play here. You have Iowa in town next week, and your next game is at home, uh, thankfully, after a lot of games to start the season well, on the road. it's unfortunate that you have to start five out of seven on the road. Yeah. That's just not fair. No, I, I, I don't understand scheduling sometimes. I just five out of seven on the road. Now, can't change it drastically, and there's, a, you know, 14 teams, so it's difficult. Um, but it put Illinois in a, a bad spot when they – lost to Northwestern when when Illinois should have won that game and then you had it got fell way behind the other night to Minnesota and you just put yourself in a, in, in bad spots well I think that um, I think Underwood is looking to make some kind of an adjustment to try to shake things up and it sounds like uh, Scott Ritchie from the News Gazette indicated that uh, maybe Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams might start today in which case there would be three raw freshmen in mm-hmm. that starting lineup Frazier Williams and Mark Smith with uh, uh, apparently, Lucas and Allstork, who haven't been producing much offensively, uh, going to the bench, uh, at least to start the game. Now, Lucas and Allstork have been two of the better defensive players, we think, 
and defense has been the one area that that's been I would call for the most part acceptable if if not uh, the, the the single best aspect of this team I I I would agree and, and and that and offensive rebounding by the way which we overlook because they don't have a lot of big people but both they sure do go to the boards there's no hesitation about that I was surprised that the Atlanta got 19 offensive rebounds uh, against Minnesota the other night I, I was not expecting that that's just hustle yeah, I it's mean, it's just guys like Demonte Williams going to the board and and fighting for the ball. Demonte Williams uh, had eight rebounds, six defensive rebounds, but he played twenty eight minutes and had six points and three assists. Uh, just a really good all around game, and he continues to just get more and more comfortable. Uh, again, just a year from, removed from an ACL tear. He's perfectly comfortable, but he's not scoring. No, and that's and a, you yeah. can't have five guys like that. You can maybe have one like him on the court, but you can't have three guys that can't score. When you got Lucas and Allstork and Williams out there, and, and of course the way the Jordans played lately, th- this there's some real holes in that offense. Yeah, and they and they can't. Um, Jordan has not gotten a lot of open looks of late, and no. uh, and he is not, and he missed. Uh, he did not when shoot. You're, the, when you're the national leader in three-point shooting, the opposing scout is going to do what? They're going to just They're not going to sag off him. No, they're going to be all over him. He was one for six from downtown against the Gophers up at the barn the other night, and, and they're going to need to hit, have him start hitting some shots. But also a guy who did not play well on the offensive end and didn't have a whole lot really on either end was Michael Finke the other night. Two of 11 from the field, only four rebounds and, and five points. Uh, they need more from Michael Fink. That's Finke. fine, except look who is up against. You know, yeah. I mean, Lynch is a force, and Murphy is a beast, and he's neither. Well, but he 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 was he was two of eleven from the field though, and some of those uh-huh. shots were three pointers. Only three of them, but he's he had some open looks the other night. He and, did, and didn't. And hit he's him. had open looks much of the season. He's had a lot of open looks that I would expect him to hit because I know he is a natural good shooter. He's simply not been zeroed in. Quite, and I think in some cases, cer- certainly in some cases at at, at uh, Minnesota, uh, he, he was intimidated. We'll stay with us here on Fighting Illini on Game Day, the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Uh, coming up next, we'll hear from Brian Barnhart, who's up in Ann Arbor at the Chrysler Center, get his thoughts on the game today. We'll also have keys to the game. And in the coach's corner, we'll hear from Illini assistant coach Orlando Antigua. That's all coming up next here on Fighting Illini Game Day. Welcome back to Fighting Illini Game Day here on News Talk 1400 DWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, the Rudy Wolf Management pregame show, getting you ready for the Illini and the Wolverines tipping off at 11 o'clock this morning. The Illini 10 and 6, 0 and 3 in Big Ten play. Michigan 13 and 3 and 2 and 1 in the conference. Joining us now, Brian Barnhart, courtside. Brian, good morning. How are you? Hey, how are you guys today? Not too bad. Uh, just. Uh, Staying inside, as you probably would like to do as well. You've been in Minnesota the last several days, so I, I, I probably, you probably, you probably got us beat a little bit. It, although it's been, it's, well, it's actually a lot warmer here than it was in Minneapolis. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Two two degrees today as opposed to ten below yesterday. So we've uh, improved as we crossed over the lake. Well, and I, I'm sure you're probably ready to get home. You guys have been gone since uh, Tuesday. Is this some of the longest road trips you've been on? Uh, for basketball, yes. Uh, of course, I used to do baseball a lot. And this oh, is yeah, like half yeah. of a road trip for baseball. So, uh, but yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit different. They, I guess, they figured with school being out, and since it was going to, I think the timing of the games, more than anything, a late game at Minnesota, 
getting in in the wee, you know, early after midnight and then turning around and playing an early game on a Saturday up here in Michigan. So they, with the kids out of school anyway, they just said, hey, let's stay on the road. And uh, the Gophers were very accommodating. They uh, allowed the Illini to practice uh, the last two days at Williams Arena. Well, let's break down this game today. Uh, Michigan uh, got a lot of firepower and guys like Charles Matthews and Mo Vodner, just to mention a couple of four guys in double figures. Uh, we've talked to two Michigan guys the last two days, and they're both somewhat surprised at how much Charles Matthews is c- contributing already. He's going to be a key player for Illinois to try to slow down today. He is. He had 14 in their last game against Iowa, 16 points a game, five and a half rebounds. Uh, the guy that kind of makes everything run smooth, though, is Abdur Rockman. I mean, he's uh, 55 assists. Doesn't turn the ball over, which is typical for a John Beeline team. And just talking to the Michigan folks, they're saying Wagner's not quite having the same year uh, that he's had. Now, he was hurt, and uh, I think he missed a game or two here recently. But he just hasn't quite been the the dominant player that he uh, was last year. This, uh, I, I, I think that the, this is a lineup that uh, I think Beeline likes to play a lot of play. I see Simpson coming off the bench. Li- livers are coming off the Is that Livers or Livers? Livers, yeah. Livers coming off the bench, and, and they seem to be playing awfully well in that fashion. Yeah, they're getting good play off the bench. They moved Simpson to the sixth man off the bench, and he's kind of thrived in that role. He had 15 points and seven assists against Iowa. Livers was the Mr. Basketball in the state of Michigan. They've got a big trophy out in the concourse uh, that he won last year for Mr. Basketball, so that's interesting. Teske has helped, of course. Robinson, always an outside uh, uh, shooter. But as you know, Lauren, I mean, uh, John Beeline's teams – as we saw at the end of last year, they just always seem to get better as the year goes on. But, you know, they don't have Walton anymore, so they've been doing the point guard by committee, basically. And they run a lot of two-guard sets, too. Uh, what do you think uh, Underwood will do lineup-wise? Do you see Frazier and Williams moving into the starting lineup today? I see Frazier for sure. Uh, Williams, I don't know. I think he's torn a little bit between uh, what All-Star can do on the defensive right. end. Uh, so if, if All-Star start, All-Stork starts, I think that's why... Uh, he would continue to be in the starting lineup for that reason. But I, I think you are going to see more minutes overall for DeMonte uh, during the course of the game. But I, for sure, I think Frazier is going to get the, the nod at, uh, at the guard spot. How do you expect him to attack Black when he gets the ball? Do you think they're going to double-team him? I would think so. I mean, he's, uh, he's tough to handle one-on-one, so I think they would try to make him you know, kick it out and, and get rid of the ball, and uh, that would be my strategy anyway. The voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, joining us from courtside up in Ann Arbor as the Illini and the Wolverines get set to tip it off at about an hour and 20 minutes or so. 11 o'clock is the tip. Uh, the Illini trying to get their first conference win of the season. Well, Brian, uh, slow starts has been the conversation the, just in games, but slow starts in Big Ten play. This is the sixth straight year the Illini have really struggled to open the conference play. How important is this game from your mindset uh, you know, to get some confidence that they can get a win on the road in the Big Ten, which is very hard to do no matter who you're playing, to get some confidence in conference play moving into Iowa next week? Well, it's big, and they're playing a different team today. I mean, Minnesota is rough and tumble and physical, and, you know, Murphy's just a bull in a china shop in there and hard to guard. Michigan, you know, is more, you know, offense, shoot the three, get a great look from three. You know, they're just not the physical team necessarily that Minnesota is relatively speaking, but, um, you know, I, just to, uh, I think this is, a you know, Illinois, the way they rebounded the other game against Minnesota, out-rebounding them offensively. I mean, this is a team Illinois could uh, could do well in on that uh, on the glass. 
So that would be big. And uh, I don't know. I, I talked to Brad today again on the pregame about, you know, the slow starts. How do you, how do you rectify that? And I don't know. He's he's still kind of looking for the, the ultimate answer to that, uh, whether it's a change in the routine or a change in, you know, how they, <laughs> whatever your game preparation. Uh, you know, he's looked at everything and turned it over three or four times trying to figure out. And we'll see if Frazier, if, if when he starts today, you know, uh, what that looks like, what energy that brings. Uh, I know he's looking for chemistry and ball movement, and he still likes what he has coming off the bench, you know, the firepower that he can bring off the bench. He, he doesn't want to tinker with that too much either. So there's a lot of factors here. But, yeah, getting a road win, obviously. Uh, they had a shot up here, I think, last year for a while and, and didn't get it done after they had blown him out just 10 days earlier. Well, Brian, thanks so much. Uh, have a great broadcast, and we'll hear from you again in about 15 minutes. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Brian Barnhart, the voice of the Illini, live from Ann Arbor. We'll take a timeout. Lauren and I will be back next with the keys to the game. Still to come after that will be the Coach's Corner. Stay with us on Fighting Illini Game Day. Welcome back to the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, Fighting Illini Game Day. I'm Michael Kaiser. He's Lauren Tate. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning, getting you ready for the Illini and the Wolverines up at Chrysler Center, the center of the Illini, looking for their first conference win here on, in the Brad Underwood era. Time for Keys of the Game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested, also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Well, Lauren, uh, what are some keys to the game for you? I mean, I have an obvious one that probably anybody can come up with, but what's your keys to the game today? Well, I'm going back to Jerry Hester, who always said the next four Good minutes. Move. The next four minutes are the first four minutes of this game. They've got to stay, let's stay even to start with, just to, you know, get, get, get your feet on the fl- ground and, and try to hold up and then just play four-minute intervals. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to approach it. I mean, you're, you're an underdog by a big margin today. This, this is a clear-cut Michigan advantage. We understand that, but um, Illinois just has to fight it out. I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't expect to win, but I, I think it's possible. Michigan favored by ten today over the Illini, and, and the starts are, are the key. But I, I'm, I'm interested in how they finish the game at, at this point. Um, sure, Brad Underwood talked about the other day how they finished the game after they came all the way back and had some turnovers. Mark Allstork had the charges being over-aggressive on yeah, defense. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Yeah, and I, you like the aggressiveness on defense and trying to create a turnover on Minnesota to get the ball back, uh, but Brad Underwood said not in that situation because then if you don't get the charge, we send them to the free throw line and they, and they just had a lot of free throws. And I, so I, I, they just, I don't care who the starters are. I, yeah, I, that's right. I, I just don't care. Just start the game well. And I, I think that the concern that I have is if you put Trent Frazier in the starting lineup, which I think that's going to happen, and I'm a huge Trent Frazier fan, then who is going to be your spark off the bench if you need one? What if you still get off to a slow start? Then who are you going to bring in to fix I'd it? I'd rather have a spark from the five guys on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what, whether the starters or not. Right. Lauren, great stuff. Uh, we'll uh, okay. see what happens today up in Ann Arbor. All right. That's uh, Lauren Tate. Uh, keys to the game brought to you by Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. It's also brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Stay with us. The Coach's Corner. Brian sat down with Orlando Antigua. That's coming up next here on the Rudy Wealth Management Pregame Show. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Fighting Illini Game Day here on DWS. It's now time for the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. Brian Barnhart sat down with Orlando Antigua. Illinois basketball today. Orlando Antigua joins us on the Coach's Corner, Ann Arbor, Michigan, early basketball. I don't know, did you get any sleep? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, now in uh, conference play and midseason, we're operating off of three and four hours of sleep. So, uh, take a quick nap and you get up and then your mind starts racing about you know the game preparation and um, you get that that nervous energy of making sure that you're giving the kids everything that they need to try to go out there so they can go win a game yeah that really is what coaching is isn't it putting the young men or women in places to succeed that's it that's it uh, you, tr you try to give them as many tools and as many weapons as they can go out um, but they can anticipate and, and uh, when you do that, you, you allow them to have a certain kind of a confidence of what may be expected and so that, they, that the really good teams learn to uh, use that to their strengths and, and be able to try to take away what the teams uh, really want to do on their, their first initial go-to or their second initial uh, go-to. And you make them play in the third and fourth options. And if, they, if they're trying to beat you with their fourth, uh, third and fourth options, then you know, as a staff, we've got to go out and go get more options so that our, those options are, our options are better than their options. Playing Michigan today, when you think John Beeline, what do you think of first? Uh, you think of a highly uh, well-coached, offensive, efficient team. Um, you know, one of the things that's surprising about them is, though, their defensive numbers and how well they do. But, you know, they're a team that's uh, high assist, um, low turnover, low foul teams. And historically, his teams have always been that way. And, haven't had a chance to uh, coach against him when he was at West Virginia and I was in Pittsburgh and uh, a couple times in the tournament when, when I was at Kentucky. And now to be able to do it here, you know, uh, to, to see the consistency in his team and his philosophy has been, uh, it's incredible, which is why he's a really good coach. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably, you've seen it over the years. It hasn't changed a whole lot. Uh, no, it has not. It has <laughs> not. The, uh, the personalities have changed some. The skill set uh, stays consistent. And, and that the theme of, um, Low turnover, high assist, uh, you know, no fouls is consistent. Yeah. Well, about what about this current team? I know Derek Walton's gone, which yeah. is good. I mean, he was a great player, but uh, how are they doing with their point guards this year? Well, they, they've got a group of, uh, of three guys that they're using. They start on, they're starting a freshman in Eli Brooks, and then, uh, you know, uh, Xavier Simpson is a guy they bring off the bench, and they've got a fifth year kid that plays limited minutes. And, um, but, so they, they do it by committee, but the guy that really is the uh, steadfast hand in that whole group is is Rockman, who's the, yeah. the senior vet who's been through the wars, and uh, he's a guy that you know I have high on our priority as as a guy that we have to try to make sure we contain and that we, we we know where he's at at all times, and we try to get into him a little bit. We'll come back with Orlando Antigua after this break. This is the coach's corner here from Ann Arbor, Michigan. We are back with Orlando Antigua. Charles Matthews is a young man, what, from Chicago originally, right? Yeah, yeah, Charles is a uh, uh, St. Rita's product out of, out of Chicago who uh, happened to play for my former high school coach, was his high school coach. So I know Charles well and the Matthews family pretty well. And uh, the kid that's, it's, um, uh, was at Kentucky and transferred and has used, utilized that last year to really improve his game. Um, you know, he's, he's come out this year where he's, being very productive and leading the team and in, in, in overall in, in scoring uh, in the conference plays, it's been a little bit a little bit different. But uh, he had a great game against Iowa, and so I anticipate he's going to be a little bit fired up uh, 
to play against the Fighting Illini. Well, one of the uh, trademarks of uh, the te- John Beeline teams and what I think Coach Underwood and, and this staff's trying to get to is the big guys stepping out shooting, Mo Wagner, yeah. a, a positionless, I guess, guys yeah. that can handle the ball and shoot, right? And Wagner certainly can do that. Yeah, he's uh, really talented, um, skilled to be 6'11 and do the things that he does and the way he can shoot the ball and handle it and finish and pass. Uh you know, many people think he should be already uh, playing at that next level, um, but he's back, and I know he's nursing, coming off of a, an ankle injury here. Uh, didn't play as many minutes as he would have probably uh, probably normally gets last last uh, game against Iowa, but I anticipate with a few days between games that he'll be at full strength, and um, you know we're gonna have our hands full with him and, and trying to uh, contain him and. and uh, keep keep him off the boards, but more and more more than anything else, stay with him and make things difficult for him when he catches the ball. We faced a really good rebounding team in Minnesota. We out rebounded them, I think, on the offensive glass. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, as far I don't know if they're as good a rebounding team per se, right? No, you know, overall they're a plus two on on uh, on rebounds, and in conference they're you know plus point seven. Um, it's not their MO. Um, it's it's really our personality, and, and we have to continue to do that. We have to continue to pound the offensive glass and impose our will on the glass and limit them to one shot uh, because they're so skilled, and if they get more than one opportunity at the rim, they'll hurt you. They'll hurt you pretty good, and, and we want to get out and run, so we got to get a stop so we can get out and run, and then uh, when our opportunities go up, we need to get second and third and fourth opportunities to – Give us, give us a chance to, to come out of here with a win. Yep. And then finally, don't turn the ball over because, as we said, they don't turn it over a lot either. They don't, and they do a great job of live ball turnovers changing changing ends really quickly, and that's when they get you uh, with an unbalanced floor defensively. Um, they get to the middle of the paint, and then they start spraying you, and those guys are really good in rhythm shooting uh, from three. They run to the three-point line. They don't go in for two, mm-hmm. and when they penetrate, they're looking for – um, great shots, not good shots. They're looking for great shots and, and open shots, and that's what you know. They're really uh, effective three-point shooting team because they take open shots. All right, Orlando, thank you. Thank you, Brian. All right, we appreciate it. Orlando Antigua with us today from Ann Arbor on the Coach's Corner. And uh, the Coach's Corner is brought to you by Scotty's Brewhouse in Hickory Point Bank. Time to take a look at the Big Ten scoreboard. Pretty quiet day. Obviously, no games have started yet, but only two other games besides the Illini and the Wolverines. Nebraska is at number 13, Purdue, at 115 this afternoon. The Cornhuskers 11-5 and on the season, Purdue 14-2. and And Indiana, 8-7 and on the season, travels to Minnesota, who will be playing without Reggie Lynch. The Gophers 13-3, and trying to get things going uh, for Without Reggie Lynch today, we'll see how the Gophers play. Gophers 2-1 and one in conference play. Of course, Michigan State sits atop the Big Ten Conference at 3-0 and in conference play. Purdue also 3-0. and And right behind them, the Buckeyes. Surprise at 3-0 and on this season. So we'll have to keep an eye on how the conference standings play out. The Illini 0-3 in Big Ten play, possibly going 0-4 in Big Ten if they cannot get the victory over the Wolverines today. Wolverines 13-3 and 2-1 and in the Big Ten Conference. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Michael Kaiser, uh, Lauren Tate as well. There's more Fighting Illini game day in just a moment with Brian Barnhart and Doug Altenberger. Be sure to stay with us after the game for the Fasters Etc. postgame show with myself and Matt McCumber will join us once again for his second postgame show. You're listening to News Talk 1400 WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Champaign-Urbana.